0: This is a series I'm continuing called Enter God's Rest. And how, and this is also applicable to what we are going through right now. Today will be part 5. Okay, so in your Bibles, I would like you to turn to Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 says, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, says, that's current, And that says means, it applies to now also. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation, and said, they always go astray in their heart. And they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest. Okay, and the last time I defined the word rest. The word in the Greek is, called, is katapausis. Now it means reposing down. And repose means a state of tranquility. The word rest also means to settle down. So it says that they shall not enter into a state of tranquility. They shall not enter or be in a state where they can settle down. Okay, they shall not enter my rest. Okay, so the last time I spoke about the things which kept the people from entering God's rest and the the a recap i'm going to do now is based on the hebrews chapter 3 and hebrews chapter 4. you don't have to turn there i am just going to give a, a recap of the main points i covered in the last message and one of the things i talked about is the scriptures were given a warning it's it, beware it says beware lest anyone fall after the same example of unbelief in their heart so they were the, the writer was recapping what happened with the children of israel in the wilderness and he said beware beware is a warning that any of us today have the same heart of unbelief that is having a heart hardened through the deceitfulness of sin A desire to satisfy the flesh and not yield to the spirit. That is, wanting to do what seems right for self or for your own gratification. So the scripture says today, today refers to now. In this moment and in every other moment, do not harden your heart. When you hear the word, do not disobey, but make a choice to obey. Now that hearing could be from you reading the word, meditating on the word, or the word being preached, or the word being given to you through dream or through revelation. It says, do not harden your heart, disobey that word. So in Hebrews chapter 4, one of the verses, in verse 2, second part, it says, the word which they heard did not profit them, because that word was not mixed with faith by those who heard it. So the word didn't... The, those who had a heart un, of unbelief, the word they heard, and what word was that? God said that he was taking them into a land of promise. But they didn't believe that. When the spies returned, the, the twelve spies, the spies. Ten, ten spies had a contrary belief or testimony to what God said. God said, I am taking you into this land. And they said, 10 spies says, we can't go into that land. We are unable, we are unable to occupy. But then Joshua and Caleb said, yes, we can. We can occupy that land. Because if he said, if God is with us and the people are bred for us and their heart has, has failed them. So you have two people in agreement with what God said, and ten in disagreement with what God said. So it's saying here, do not harden your heart. So Joshua and Caleb were in agreement with God. They received what they heard, and they were ready to act upon it. They said, we can go up and possess this land. And ten people say, we can't possess this land. We can't do it. So what they heard was not mixed with faith. It was not mixed with faith. So faith is believing and acting on the word of God which was heard. Faith is not just hearing. Faith is acting on what you have heard. Because the Bible says faith without corresponding action is dead. So you can't only hear a word, you have to act on what you have heard. That acting on what you have heard shows that you have faith, that you believe what you have heard. Amen? A hard heart cannot receive anything, just as hard soil cannot receive a seed. For the soil to receive the seed, the soil must first be broken up. And then the seed can be sown or received by the soil. The same thing with a hard heart. A hard heart first has to be made soft and pliable, for the word of God, the seed of God, to be received. Amen? That's why the writer said, do not harden your heart as in the, the, in the rebellion. Be soft and pliable. Be willing to, be, to bend. Be willing to be shaped and molded so you can receive that seed of the word of God. So that your faith can be energized. So that your faith can be raised up. So that your faith can be built. Understand, in the heart of man, the choice is to receive or not receive the word of God. The choice is to act or not act on that same word which you have heard. Everything we do is a choice. The the children of Israel, in the wilderness, they had a choice to make. Whether to believe the word of God or not to believe the word of God. Those who did not enter God's rest chose to rebel against God's word. Due to disobedience and unbelief. So they could not enter God's rest because of unbelief. Unbelief disqualified them from entering God's rest. From being in a state of tranquility. From being able to settle down and be at peace. That's what unbelief does. Okay? So I'm going to continue today. In the series, and I'm going to talk about conditions for entrance into God's rest. Last time I talked about things that kept people from entering God's rest. Today I'm going to talk about conditions to enter God's rest. And I would like us to turn to Numbers chapter 14. And we're going to read verse 6 to 9. And some of this I touched on already, but I'd like us to read it. Numbers chapter fourteen, verses six through nine. Just follow with me, please. Okay, so it says here. For verse six says, now this is I said after the spies came back, ten gave a good uh, for a bad report, two give a good report. Now verse six, but Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephner who were among those who had spied out the land tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of israel saying and what important is what they are saying they saying the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land and if the lord Delights in us, then we, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, mm-hmm. and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You see here Joshua and Caleb is in agreement with what God had already said. They say it's a good land. A land flows with milk and honey. It's a good land. And he said there, do not rebel against the Lord. I know you are upset because they knew the people were making a fuss before. And they were just repeating what God said, and they were in agreement with what God said. They say, even though you don't agree, do not rebel against the Lord, nor be afraid. Don't fear the people of the land. They are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Don't fear them. Okay. Now these words showed the heart of Joshua and the heart of Caleb. Even though the people were fussing and complaining, they were trying to encourage the people to, to get in agreement with what God said. And don't rebel against the Lord. Because the, the Lord has a problem when we rebel against Him. He has a big problem with that. He has a big problem with that. Caleb's and Joshua's words and demeanor and behavior, the words and actions reveal their faith in the Lord. So the word they heard benefited them because it was mixed with faith. They were ready to go and possess the land. Because they saw the miracles as did everyone else. But the difference was they believed and they were ready to act. That's the difference. They heard, they believed and were ready to act. So you have people who heard, believed, and ready to act. And those who heard and they were fearful, they heard the word of God. But because of what they saw and the report from the spies, fear gripped them. So their faith was negated because of fear. So in Hebrews chapter 4 it says, The word of God did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. So the condition of entrance into God's rest is faith. I'm just telling you straight up. The conditions to enter into God's rest requires faith. Without faith, you cannot enter into God's rest. Okay, and what is that? It is obedience, submission, voluntarily, and is a choice we have to make daily. Today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Be soft and pliable. Be willing to obey be willing to submit and voluntarily make a choice to do it God's way and not allow fear to grip you, to grip us and negate our faith. Amen. For faith to be profitable in our lives, it requires a heart that is open, yielded to the will of the Lord. Yes, there are times when we, there is anxiety, worry and fear, like right now with coronavirus. Coronavirus. And even though coronavirus is, is the main, as I say, the main attraction. Earthquakes are still happening. Floods are still happening. There's still political arrests. All these things. The, there's, there's flu. is are killing people. There are many things going on in the world right now. But it says here, these times we are not to be anxious, worried, or fearful. Because the final decision... For us as children of God, it's to yield to God's way and not our way. We cannot allow the spirit of fear to negate our faith. We cannot allow the spirit of fear to grip our homes. But we have to trust God. We have to trust His word. We have to believe His word and be willing to act on it when we have to act on it. Submission to God's will takes a person into a state of tranquility because they have released the burden of the, they have to release the burden to the lord the word of god says they who trust and submit they have entered into god's rest to enter into god's rest requires a person to have faith so that they can enter into that state of tranquility so if you know you are anxious if you're worried if you're fearful, understand you're not in rest. Why are you not in rest? Because you're not walking by faith. You're not walking by faith. So if you're worried, you're anxious, check your heart. Check your heart. Now Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read the scripture to you. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus said, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest and that word rest in the in the greek means to repose which means a state of tranquility and to take ease (laughs) glory to god it means he said come to me all you who who labor and are heavy laden i will give you rest come to me all you who are anxious worried All those who have burdens upon you that can take you to a point of breaking. Come to me. That's what it means by heavy laden. You are, you are a point. You are so burdened you can be, you are taken to a point where you're ready to break. Come to me and I will give you rest. I will take, make, put you to a point where you can be at ease. Where you can be at a state of tranquility. Where you can be at a state of rest. So as we see today, the world now is in a deluge with the pestilence called Corona, virus, or COVID, COVID-19. People are afraid of losing their lives and their loved ones. They are afraid of losing their provision and their protection. They are under threat. Their livelihoods are under threat. So the spirit of fear has gripped many because of uncertainty and the anticipation of loss. Life as we know it has taken a drastic shift. However, the child of God, the believer in Jesus Christ can live in God's rest in the midst of the fear and the chaos. We can live in that rest today. But what does it require? It requires faith. Not in man, not in the government but faith in God and in His Son, Jesus Christ. Yes, we must pray for our leaders. Yes, we must, we must pray for people in the front lines and pray for one another. But we have to trust God. We have to trust Him now, today. We have to seek the mind. We just don't pray any kind of prayer. We have to seek the mind of God in how we ought to pray, what we ought to pray. Because we have to be, he said, this this battle is not by in, with flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle we got to fight here. And it can't be done any old way. It can't be done weapons of flesh and blood. It has to be done by the spirit. We have to seek the mind of God on how to deal with this virus. We need wisdom in how to deal with it. We need wisdom in how we come about to get the resources we need. We need the wisdom of God. There is so much chaos in how in, in, with the government though and how to, to get resources to people or how, what to do, when to do it but well, we need wisdom, we need the wisdom from God and how to deal with this so we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart don't lean on our, the wisdom of man but in all our ways acknowledge our God and He will direct our path, He will keep us in a state of rest and peace if we trust in Him and if we walk in His ways Yes, we can enter God's rest now and live in a state of tranquility. Why? Because God has given us His Word. He gave us the Logos, the written Word. He gave us the incarnate Word, which is Jesus. And He gave us His Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The question is, do we, do we know His Word and promises concerning us? And if we know it, do we believe it? And if we believe it, are we acting on it? We can only enter into rest if the word we receive is mixed with faith. This is believing God's word, acting on what we have heard and receive it. For, let me give you an example. I'm going to talk about quickly about two psalms, famous psalms, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23. Psalm 91 Verse 1 to 3 states, I'm going to read it for you. Psalm 91 verse 1 to 3, mm-hmm. 5, 7 and 14, 15. I'm going to read it and I'm touching it for just for a, a minute. Psalm 91 verse 1 to 3 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the, of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. But you can't just say he will deliver you. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler. Make it personal and from the perilous pestilence. And that's what coronavirus is. It's a pestilence. And verse and verse uh, five says, "You shall not be afraid, I will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor will I be afraid of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noon. I will not be afraid. a thousand may fall at, at you my, at my side, ten thousand at my right hand." but I, but it shall not come near me amen and verse 14 because he who is he i have set my love upon the lord he will deliver me he will set me on high because i have known his name i know my father i know who he is i know his ways i know what he can do i know what he will do if i trust in him because i have set he has set me on high. He will deliver me because I know his name. I will call upon my Lord and he will answer me. Why? Because I know him. I. He will keep me in, tr- in trouble. He will deliver me and he will honor me. Glory to God. This is the way we have to quote and speak these scriptures. Like we really know what we are saying. Like we re- really believe God is who, who he says he is. He will keep me. He will deliver me. I will not fear. Glory to God. I will not fear. And Psalm 23, we can't just quote these scriptures. We gotta believe it. And we gotta say it with conviction, knowing who our God is, knowing what he, His promises are, knowing that He will keep His word, knowing that He will keep us by His power. It doesn't matter what things look like in the natural. We know that our God will never ever fail us. He will keep us and he will guide us. He will strengthen us. He has sent his angels to take charge over us. He has sent his angels to keep us by his power. But we got to walk by faith and we got to trust in the Lord with all our hearts today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And Psalm 23. Let me read verse 1 to 4 for you real quick. The Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Not my name, for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm going to stop there. But let me touch on this for you real quick. The Lord is my shepherd. If you understand who the shepherd is, you will not fear. Why? Because the shepherd, the good shepherd who is our Lord, he goes before us and he prepares the destination before us. We have nothing to fear. We don't have to fear coronavirus. We don't have to fear terrorists. We don't have to fear anything. Why? Because the good shepherd goes before us. No matter what we have to do. No matter where we have to go. He goes before us and he prepares where we have to be. So when we get there, we don't have to worry about anything. So if you know the, the responsibility of the shepherd, if you know the heart of the shepherd, you will not fear because you know the shepherd guides our steps. You know he makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us besides the still water. He prepares. He makes provision for us ahead of time. So we don't have to fear. Glory to God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because I know the shepherd is going to keep me. The predators, the sheep don't have to worry about the predators. They don't have to worry about the pestilence. The flies that try to, to lay eggs on them. No, the shepherd takes care of them. They don't have to worry about the pestilence. They don't have to worry about the predators. The shepherd has already made preparation to keep them. Glory to God. You get the understanding of what it means. The Lord is my shepherd. You will not fear, but you would praise and give him glory. Why? Because you know how much he loves us. How much he has made available to us by his power. The Bible says, Fear not in Isaiah 41.10 For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. You hear that? I am your God. That is personal. I am your God. That is personal. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. Who is doing it? Our Lord, the good shepherd, who knows us, who knows what we need. He will do it. We just have to trust Him to do it. Glory to God amen amen i mean i am persuaded listen i have to be out and about every day i have to go to work and i'm holding on to the scriptures the good shepherd because i know my father i know his ways i know what he will do but i have to do my part i wash my hands i keep my distance and I do what I know I need to do. But I, I am not going to fear. I am going to trust my God to keep me. Because I have to be out there. I have to. People in the front lines who are believers in Christ. They got, they, they, have, this is, they got to walk by faith. And trust. Do what they need to do. Put on whatever PPE they need to put on. But trust God to keep them in the midst of this pestilence. Glory to God. This is where our faith is put to the test. You see, what we forget, when you are secluded, you don't need faith for coronavirus. But when you have to go out and walk in the environment, that's where you need to, That's where the angels have to move and keep you. Because you are at higher risk. I'm not saying it can't come into your house, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying the people who have to go out daily, the people on the front lines, especially doctors, nurse nurses, policemen, people, even the people in shop right, who are, who are checking you out in the gross on the grocery line? If you don't walk by you've got to walk by faith as a believer. You gotta trust God that He's gonna keep you. Because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where we have to live the reality of the promises of God. This is not this is not theory. This is this is not logos on the word of the Bible. This logos has to come alive, it has to be Rhema, it has to be real. This is where the power of God will be made manifest. Glory to God. Also, those who worried about the stock market—I know my 401k took a big hit. Those who are worried about losing their jobs—you look at what is going on now with the with the um, unemployment. Our livelihood is at stake. Is that is a threat? Is that is that is being threatened right now? But you see, in the midst of that, we have to know what the Lord says, who He is. He said he is our provider. He is our healer. We have to know and believe. And release our burdens to him. And be at rest. You see these are our burdens. You, gotta, you have to learn to release it. Release it to him. Release it to him. And let him, let him move on our behalf. Let him show himself strong on our behalf. Glory to God. So we have no need to fear. Today. Today, while it is today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not have a heart of unbelief, but have a heart that is filled with faith. Have a heart that's willing to trust God no matter what. Have a heart knowing that God will keep us by his power glory to God and give a testimony with your voice. Lift your voice and give God praise. The Bible says in all things give him thanks. In all things to give him praise. And this is the time where we don't complain but we lift our voice and we give God praise. And we say Lord in the midst of coronavirus we thank you. In the midst of a, a political upheaval we give you glory. In the midst of everything that's going on in this world we give you praise. Why? Because you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You are the good shepherd and you will go before us and you prepare the way. We have nothing to fear, O God, but we trust in you, O God. Lord, glorify yourself in and through our lives today in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. One more scripture I'm going to read to you. I know I'm going a little long, but let me read one more scripture here. If you could turn to John chapter 14, verse 25 and 27. John chapter 14, verse 25. This is Jesus speaking. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. He says, I am with you and I'm telling you ahead of time what's going to happen. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name. So that already happened. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you peace my peace I leave with you not as the world gives do I give to you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid did you hear that peace the Holy Spirit will teach you and bring to your remembrance the things I said to you so the things that are written in this word The things that the Lord speaks to us in in our prayer time. The dreams, visions he gives us. He said, the Holy Spirit will teach you and bring to your remembrance what I have said to you. So that you will have peace. You will be at rest and not anxious and worried. He said, I'm not giving you world the world peace. I'm giving you my peace. So let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. If we know that the, the, the Lord is the good shepherd. If we know that he will keep us. You we we read in Psalm 91 and Psalm 23. And in the gospels. What are we afraid of? We need to work on our faith. Building our faith. And trust in him. Knowing that we are not alone. That he will give us. We have his peace. It's not that he will give us. He already gave it to us. We just have to appropriate it by faith glory to God. So Jesus says, and I'm leaving you with these words. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In the name of Jesus. So I hope you receive something today. I hope that you just don't hear these words, but you meditate on them. And let these words build your faith so you can be in rest today.